Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips. I'm your host, Stephen Westway, and today we're going to be previewing finals week three. The preliminary finals are almost upon us. I'm recording this only a few hours away from the start of the huge game tonight between the Parramatta Eels and the North Queensland Cowboys. And only four teams remain in the Telstra Premiership race. Only one team can be named Premiers over the next two weekends of football and it's an exciting time of the year. In week two of finals football, we saw the Parramatta Eels dominant victors against the Canberra Raiders 40 points to four, which effectively ended the Canberra Raiders season. Now the Eels have a chance tonight to make their first grand final since 2009 and it's their first prelim since that game against the Bulldogs where they qualified and versed the Storm in the 2009 grand final, which they lost obviously under controversial circumstances, but the Canberra Raiders, all in all, they were a team that, you know, probably had some expectations at the start of the season, but midway through the year, probably weren't expected to, you know, make the finals. I think they were one win, seven losses, I believe, at one stage, or maybe two and eight, but they managed to, you know, dust themselves off, and when Jamil Fogarty came back as their starting halfback, their key off-season signing, they were a completely different football side, and they ended up going on a run on the back of him, and a dominant forward pack, which included Joseph Tarpany leading that big forward pack, and, you know, probably the prop of the season, he has been outstanding this year, and all in all, a good season for the Canberra Raiders, but, you know, they will lament this loss, and um, look to go one better next year for sure. The other game on Saturday night was the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Cronulla Sharks up there at the brand new Allianz Stadium, and I was in attendance for that one, and another dominant victory. The South Sydney Rabbitohs way too good for the Cronulla Sharks, 38-12. to The Sharks just weren't in the matchup, and, you know, it's going to be some tough lessons learnt there uh, for Craig Fitzgibbon and the whole Cronulla Sharks side, but, you know, ultimately, and I predicted on the show last week, they weren't good enough in the key moments and they didn't have that finals intensity that we saw from the rest of the teams in this competition. So we've got four teams left in the race and the Rabbitohs, the only team outside of the top four to still be alive. They finished the regular season in seventh and, you know, big wins over the Roosters and the Sharks have gotten to this point. Uh, a chance at a grand final rematch against the Penrith Panthers and some revenge after last year's grand final loss. So it's going to be a huge weekend of football. I'm excited to preview it here today. As I mentioned, we're only a few hours away from the start of the first match this week, the Parramatta Eels versus the North Queensland Cowboys. And, you know, this year of football has been one to remember. It's the first full season back since uh, COVID struck, and obviously COVID's still a factor in our community. But great to see crowds get back to games and get full attendance back into stadiums to the point where next Sunday, with the grand final, we're going to see 82,000 hopefully packing to a core stadium to watch the Premiers, um, you know, get named and, and obviously win win the title. So, you know, I want to thank everybody for being a part of Steve's NRL Footy Tips during the course of 2022. It's been an up and down season for me, but next year, some exciting stuff down the pike and that including a YouTube channel, which is going to have exclusive content on it and, you know, more shows, more content for you guys to enjoy. And next week, I hope you guys keep listening because I'm going to have... A stacked show, a stacked panel of some former guests and maybe some new guests on the show as well as we preview the 2022 NRL Grand Final. And we had a stacked show last year and it was a very fun show. I looked at our Grand Final memory lane and obviously our predictions for the biggest game of the season. So hope you guys check that out next week. But let's get into the action for the preliminary finals this weekend. Before you do so, please remember to like Steve's NRL footy tips on Facebook. It's the best way to stay notified for the latest updates. And I hope 
you continue to grow the uh, the fans and the audience for me and help me grow the channel because, you know, I'm aiming for the stars here. This is a show that I do just because I enjoy it, but I hope a lot of people, you know, gain something out of it when they listen to it each and every week. Even if you only listen to it one time a year or one time ever, I appreciate all the support and I hope to grow the show as it continues into future seasons. So without further ado, let's get to the first game. It's a huge preliminary final. It kickstarts up there at Townsville tonight from 7.50pm. Isn't there some feel-good stories this weekend? I'm excited for the football, and the action kicks off tonight from Queensland Country Bank Stadium up there in Townsville. The North Queensland Cowboys host the Parramatta Eels. These teams finished third and fourth on the Premiership ladder, respectively, and they played in a few big NRL finals matches over the years. The last game they played was 2017. It was the second week of finals, the semi-finals, and the Cowboys, who barely qualified for the top eight, they thought their season was gone before they somehow got an eighth position, ended up causing a massive upset to Parramatta and making the grand final that year. The other notable game they played in the NRL era is the 2009, uh, sorry, 2005 preliminary final between the clubs, and again, the Eels were heavy favourites, and once again... It was the Cowboys who were victorious. They won that game. Massive scoreline, 29-0 to qualify for their first ever grand final. The Eels have not won up there in Townsville since 2017. It's been a graveyard when they played up in Darwin, which is going to be similar conditions to tonight. The Cowboys, once again, heavy victors. So the Cowboys know how to beat the Parramatta Eels. And, you know, obviously it's been a huge season from them. Better than anyone would expect them to finish on the Telstra Premiership ladder. It was a monumental effort to go from 14th to 3rd in the regular season. And, you know, just behind Penrith, they were probably the team that were the most consistent all year. So, they're heading into this game with the week off. They uh, defeated the Sharks in a shootout victory in week one of the finals. That game was 32-30. to Valentine Holmes' uh, 40-meter field goal was the difference after more than 90 minutes of football. They got the week to rest, and the Eels, of course, in finals week one, they went down 27-8 to the Penrith Panthers. Mitchell Moses went off in the second half of that game. They rebounded last week, a big, dominant 40-4 victory over the Canberra Raiders to get them to this point. So, you know, there's some feel-good stories in rugby league, and the Parramatta Eels making a grand final would be one of those. They haven't made a grand final since 2009, uh, where they obviously went down to the Melbourne Storm, who... Were over the salary cap that season, so it's a, uh, a controversial win there for the Storm. The other grand final they've made since '86 uh, was the 2001 grand final, where once again they were heavy favoured, and the Knights came out and annihilated them in the first half due to a Ben Kennedy and Andrew Johns and um, several others. They all had games to remember for the Newcastle Knights, but 36 year drought, the Eels are out to break it this season, and you know I've said all season there's something different, there's something. That wasn't there in previous years for the Parramatta Eels. They have big game experience now. Sure, a lot of these guys haven't played in grand finals, but they played with each other for several years. They got that match, big match experience, and I think that they're going to come out full guns ablazing this weekend. And you know, Mitchell Moses has been in great form this season, and he continued it last week. Another good performance. Gufson's playing good football. Reed Marnie. Um, is, you know, always a threat out of dummy half. So that's spine. And Dylan Brown is just a difference maker. He breaks games open, and he can be the difference maker tonight. Last week, over 300 metres against the Canberra Raiders. So 
I think the Eels will be ready. Obviously, the humidity has been a big conversation in terms of Parramatta this weekend, and you know they've been uh, they've been preparing for it all week. They're going to travel up to Townsville, and you know they've got to be able to adapt to it. And you know it's going to make a big difference to both sides and um, how they face it. Obviously, the Cowboys are more prepared for it. They played there all season. They are at home, and it's going to be you know thirty five thousand North Queensland supporters up there in the stadium, but. Parramatta, I think, could possibly use it to their advantage. And I think more importantly than any other finals game this season, this game will be won through the middle of the field, the middle of the ruck, and how the forwards get on top of the opposition. And that humidity is going to play a big factor. But as I've mentioned multiple times this season, I think the Parramatta Eels are on the front foot and you know have the most momentum when they're doing that one-two punch combo of Reeving Hamill-Gillard and Junior Paulo. They can... You know, make quick meters and get quick play the balls. They really can get over the top of opposition in the middle of the ruck. And, you know, they've just got to make sure they don't fatigue too quickly. Brad Arthur's going to have to be vigilant on exactly how he uses them, how many minutes those guys are playing. But if they can get the front foot, you get the opportunity to bring in the likes of Papalihi and Sean Lane and Ryan Madison, where they can make a difference there as well. So I think that this battle, as I mentioned, that middle of the ruck's really important because I think there's one way to beat the North Queensland Cowboys, the teams like the Roosters and the Panthers early in the season showed how to do that, and that's by making their middle forwards fatigue also. And obviously they're used to playing the humidity up there in Townsville, but when you've got the likes of big forwards like McLean, Cotter, Tamalolo, Tom Gilbert, um, and even you know Luciano Leilua, the Roosters and the Panthers ran them around, ran them rampant, and, you know, they had those big straight carries in the middle of the set, guys like Fisher-Harris and, you know, Takiaho, which the Eels have, obviously, their big forwards and Kim Gillard and Paulo. But when they ran them around, they just got tired too easy. And I think that the Cowboys, right, they don't have the most mobile forward back. Sure, they've got some mobile forwards in Nenai and, you know, Reese Robson's always a threat out of dummy half and Cotter seems to be everywhere at once. But they're bigger bodies and the Eels can really expose them if they get them fatigued in this match. And obviously, there's been a lot of talk over the other side of the equation and how the humidity is going to affect para. But I honestly think that a lot of these young Cowboys forwards haven't played in a big game situation. So that's a target for the Eels to pick. If the Eels can play free-flowing football like they have done in this final series, and if they can get the Cowboys fatigued quickly, they can make easy meters and put a lot of pressure on the North Queensland Cowboys goal line. And then you get the likes of Mitchell Moses and Gufson that can play their natural game and maybe Dylan Brown, you know, picks out an opportunity and takes advantage and bees that X factor and makes a big difference in the matchup. So I think that the Eels can definitely use, you know, that forward pack to their advantage. Likewise for the Cowboys, if the Eels forward pack gets tied quickly, uh, then, you know, Dearden and Townsend can control the game and Drinkwater can be at the back and be looking um, to implement himself in the game and picking his moments and making a big difference himself. So, you know, I'm excited to see how that battle in the middle of the ruck's going to work. I think that the Cowboys, they got proven match winners all over the field, from the likes of Valentine Holmes to Chad Townsend. They've been there and won premierships before. So if the game's on the line, I expect the Cowboys will turn to those players to get them over the line. But, man, I'm just excited for the battle tonight. I think that there's going to be... You know, a high intensity, especially in this first 10, 15 minutes, and whoever handles it better, and again, whoever's forward pack gets over the opposition, ultimately is going to win this game. And all the talks, you know, going to be on those halves, and, you know, Townsend versus Moses, and the fullbacks, the uh, Drinkwater versus Guffo. 
um, Dearden versus Dylan Brown as well. But I think the forwards are more important than ever um, in this finals match. And they're going to have a big influence on the results. So I think that um, in terms of how the Cowboys aim their offense and aim their game plan at, obviously there's been the exclusion of Tom Obercheck, who's a very important cog in the Eels defensive line and they're going to put Bailey Simmonson there in the centres and Wonga Blake's going to be outside. I think they could switch that close to the game time but that obviously gives you know Townsend and Dearden a, a target there and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of high bombs and um, you know big moments out there to try to get felt one-on-one with Blake out on the outside or you know maybe Hiku um, can beat Simmonson one-on-one. I expect the Cowboys to use that corridor and try to expose it. Um the Eels, on the other hand, I think, as I mentioned, they just got to play their natural game. I think they play free-flowing football, try to get the North Queensland Cowboys off their line and their big forwards moving as much as possible. And I think that gives the Eels, um, you know, a lot of areas they can target and try to create holes in the defensive line. So I think Mitchell Moses is smart enough to try to expose that. And I think that um, if the Eels can start this game off quicker and just have a quicker line speed, uh, then the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are very much going to struggle to get into this contest. Now, make no doubt, about it, Townsville, a massive, a massive um, advantage for the North Queensland Cowboys to the point where, as the game wears on, if it's tight, then this crowd and just the general atmosphere up there might daunt the Eels a little bit, who, you know, haven't made a grand final since 2009. We quoted on that while, you know, the, the Cowboys have those guys like Tamalolo and Townsend and Holmes that have been there and felt as well and, and won big games and won premierships before. So, you know, I think the Eels' biggest enemy tonight is themselves and if they can overcome that, I don't see um, why they can't make their first grand final in 13 years. And I think that it's on the back of their key men's really uh, in those key moments, um, coming up with the correct play and the correct decision and not getting in their own heads and, um, you know, just angsting those opportunities that come on the back of their forward pack, which I expect to really outgun the Cowboys tonight. And don't get me wrong, the Cowboys forward pack has been strong all season. I just think that the only thing that can beat Parramatta tonight is Parramatta. And I think that when you look at the sides on paper, I think Parramatta have North Queensland covered by a long area. And, you know, nothing, no disrespect to the Cowboys and what Todd Payton's been able to accomplish within this season. I just think that tonight is the Parramatta's Eels night and... You know, I just don't think that the Cowboys can match them. That home ground advantage up there at Queensland Country Bank, it's going to make a big difference and, you know, might keep the Cowboys in the game early. But I expect the Eels to be big winners tonight. I'm actually going to tip the Eels 13+. plus. I think this is their night to go into the grand final for the first time in 13 years. What a story that's going to be if they can break that, you know, 36-year drought next week. But as I mentioned, it's all in the Eels... It's all on them, and the only thing that can beat them is mind games. But I've got the Eels by 14 um, in this huge preliminary final tonight. So the grand final preview show is coming next week, so I want you guys to all check that out. A couple of guests that will be on the show, Matt Kosaru, Nicole Chimitreski, and Matt Dupond all confirmed for next week's show. So I'm excited to get those guys on to talk some football and hopefully get some more guests as well as the week progresses. All right, let's move on to the Saturday game now, and it all kicks off... And it's a game that's, you know, I'm going to struggle not to be biased when previewing, but it kicks off at a cool stadium, 7.50. Saturday night, there's going to be up to 60,000 fans in attendance to see the grand final rematch between the Penrith Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Panthers have eliminated the Rabbitohs in the last two seasons. 
and have won two out of the last three finals games against them. Obviously, a 14-12 victory in last year's grand final. Um, and it was a spiteful grand final. It was a close grand final. And obviously, the big thing for CS, no Latrell Mitchell in that game. But the Rabbitohs got some concerns of themselves. They're down some troops this week. Alex Johnson's been ruled out today. And Richie Kenner's going to take his spot on the wing. Tom Burgess is still suspended. But... Um, and also, Harme Sele's out as well, but Jai Arrow will back up to, uh, tomorrow night and um, play on after that um, suspected groin injury last week. So, the Panthers, on the other hand, Taylor Mays out um, after copying a suspension, but Charlie Staines um, comes on the wing. So, you know, it's going to be a huge game. It's hard to preview. It's hard to keep my emotions in check as I talk about this game because I am a diehard South Sydney fan. And obviously the Rabbitohs are going to be out for revenge for last year's grand final and the disrespect that the Panthers showed them after that game for the likes of Viliami Kikia and um, him mocking the glory, glory to South Sydney song to the Panthers and their general behaviour after winning that premiership in terms of, um, you know, breaking the trophy. I think it was really disrespectful, and I think the Rabbitohs are going to be out to um, make a statement tomorrow night. CS obviously didn't have Latrell Mitchell in that grand final, and his form has been, and probably rightly so, compared to um, Jared Haynes' 2009 form. So, you know, the Rabbitohs have got momentum on their side. Two big wins over the Roosters and Sharks, but let's not make any illusions about it. They are... under no uh, no fantasy um, in terms of thinking that this game is going to be easy. They're going to be in for a war tomorrow night. And the Panthers, they've been the best team for the last three years in this Telstra Premiership competition. Obviously, they didn't win the 2020 Grand Final. Storm got them in the Grand Final. But they had a dominant year last year. They've been dominant all season this year. And a lot of times during the year, they've done it while they haven't been full strength. And when we saw Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai and the like come back into the side two weeks ago, while it was an arm wrestle against Paramount in that first half, they showed their dominance even throughout that stretch, and then they really went on the game um, in the second half and ended up winning 27-8. And Nathan Cleary, I think, has established himself as probably the best player in the NRL when he's fit, even better than the likes of Tommy Turbo and James Tedesco. His influence on a game is impalpable, and um, you know he was the outstanding two weeks ago, and he plays such a crucial role that if he and the way that CS do that is by putting the most pressure they possibly can on Nathan Cleary and limiting his impact on this game and how they do that. And Queensland showed the way in Game 3 of State of Origin with their blueprint. You've got to stop Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris from those tough early carries and sets that they do to get Penrith out of their own end. Make the play the ball as slow as possible and suddenly that will create a bit of a passage to Nathan Cleary where he can put some pressure on him and it did have an impact on his game up there in Suncorp in game three in State of Origin and if his impact gets lessened it really puts more pressure on the likes of you know Jerome Luai and Dylan Edwards and Isaiah Yo to help control the attack so you're never going to shut Cleary down fully but if CS can limit his impact that opens the door for the likes of you know Damien Cook and Cam Murray to get in the middle of that ruck and you know, get CS some momentum and on the front foot. So, likewise, Pendriff are going to be targeting Lachlan Ilias, and he's done the most of the kicking for CR Sydney, you know, throughout the year. And Cody Walker, the onus is on him to try to help him out as much as possible. But CS need to get... How CS are going to win this game? It's got to be through Cook and Murray, because if they can't get, you know, momentum and get over that advantage line quickly with the football in hand, then Latrell Mitchell and Cody aren't going to be able to enter the game and play their natural style of football. And 
you know, have that X factor, that difference maker that are going to get CF points. If they play the ball slow, the ruck slow, if Cook can't find any metres out of dummy half from a quick Murray to play the ball, and if Murray's not touching it four to five times a set, I think, and, and you know, adding another option to CF, which has been so incredible, you know, giving South another dimension with the football in hand and, you know, crunching people defensively, then I think if he can't do that, South are going to struggle. And he was a huge loss um, in that round 25 game against the Roosters. And he was, um, you know, wasn't at his best in the grand final last year because he suffered that head knock. So Cam Murray, for me, absolutely is a game breaker in this game. And he's going to need a 10 out of 10 performance if South Sydney are going to win this game. It's as I mentioned. It's hard to keep my bias out of it. Obviously, Alice Johnston's been ruled out the week uh, during the week, so Richie Kenner's only going to play second game of first grade this year and his fourth game of first grade, I believe, over the past two and a half years. Um, so that's a target for Penrith to expose. Charlie Staines hasn't played much football in first grade this year. He's covering Taylor May. So again, there's targets for both teams to pick, uh, to pick at, and they're both on the same side. I expect. Both sides to heavily target their left-hand side. Obviously, CFs um, with Cody and Latrell, they've had so much success there this year. They found success against Cronulla by going the other way and going the likes of, um, you know, Campbell Graham and Ilias and Kalal Matangi. But they're the guys going to have a huge job ahead of them this week because that's where Kikia is going to be running. That's where, um, you know, Jerome Luai is going to be scheming. So... Keon and Campbell Graham have got a massive job ahead of them to, you know, help out um, Lachlan Ilias, but also do their own job. And Andrew Johns came out on, I believe it was the footy show last week, and really complimented Ilias and saying he's the best defensive halfback in the game. He's going to have to be if he's any chance of stopping kicking out throughout the game last night and really uh, tomorrow night and really shutting him down. The Rabbitohs did a good job on him in round 23, um, but obviously, Panthers still got the game and still won the game. They've got attacky threats all over the park, and there's no doubt about it. The Rabbitohs going to have to be on the top of their game if there are any chance against Penrith tomorrow night. So I'm interested to see um, how that battle of the ruck goes. And obviously, Cleary um, and his ex- big game experience, Latrell Mitchell, can he, you know, have his impact on the game and be the superstar we know he can be? Well. As I mentioned, the middle of the field's so important, and when you got the likes of Yo and Murray, it's just going to be um, for both sides. It's just going to be a, a battle out there. It's going to be a war. I can't wait to watch it. Um, I, I'm very interested to see how it goes because I think Souths are a big chance. And looking at the media this week, there's been no one that's really given South Sydney a chance. Everybody's been tipping the Panthers, and I know it's a it will be one of the biggest upsets in you know the modern era of the NRL if South City can get over the top of Panthers and make the grand final. But that was so close, and the fight that they showed in last year's grand final um, was absolutely amazing. And the fact that one intercept try separated these two teams is amazing. And um, obviously, last week against Cronulla, South never really got out of first gear. Cronulla didn't play well, and South didn't have to kick it up, but. If Souths are in a chance in this game, they've got to be completing at least 80-85%. If you give Penrith opportunities, they're going to take it. And Souths defense has been really good over this final series, but he has to be immaculate tomorrow night if Souths didn't hear any chance. Um, I truly think that Cook and Murray um, are going to go a big, long way to the side in this game. Likewise, Isaiah Yo, and I know everybody's talking about Mitchell or Cleary, but that middle of the ruck, so important dictates who gets momentum and both sides are going to get opportunities to score tries i don't think it's at the cowboys eels level 
but the quickness of the play of the balls, the quickness of the ruck, so important for both sides to get momentum, especially for South Sydney. If they're going to be in this game, they've got to be getting over the advantage line as quick as possible. And I think that um, Cook and Murray will give them a chance to do that. And if they can do that, I think that South could be well on their way to upsetting the Penrith Panthers. Now, as I mentioned, they've been the best team in the competition for more than three years. And maybe this is me being biased, but the fact that no one's given South Sydney a chance, the fact that they've, you know, there's this old saying in rugby league, you've got to lose a premiership before you can win one. And I'm not saying South will win the premiership this year, but I think that they're going to be driven on the back of that mo- uh, momentum to try to get revenge and the motivation to um, make amends, I guess, for last year. And the fact that Jason Demetrio has been able to keep his guys really calm, the South Sydney boys, I think it's a credit to his season and everything that he's done. Whether South win this game or lose it um, to the champions, Panda, if it's been a very good year for him. I think a lot of people didn't expect him to be back to a prelim after the departure of Wayne Bennett. And Demetrio's done a remarkable job in his first year. And likewise to Penrith, um, you know, the juggernaut keeps rolling. And there's an argument to be made that with another week off, they might come out a little bit rusty. But how fresh they are, they're going to be almost impossible to beat unless they're having an off day themselves. And if... and unless South can force them to have that off day. But I think that there's something funny to be said about momentum in rugby league, and I think South Sydney truly has that momentum at the moment. And again, I will accept that this might be a biased prediction, but I also think there's some logic in it as well. I think South are going to have their best performance of the year on Saturday night. Will it translate to a win? I'm not sure. Um, But I think it's going to be very tight either way. And I'll admit, because of my South Sydney biased, I'm going to go the Rabbitohs by one point as my prediction. Um, but I honestly think that there's no way that this game gets decided by more than a converted try at the most between these two sides. And you look at recent history and a lot of these clashes haven't been decided more than that. I think that the Eels and even the Cowboys, and as you saw in my last prediction, I predicted the Eels um, by 14 points. They have a chance of running away with that other game. But I think this game for 80 minutes is going to be an absolute war. And I think it's going to go right down to the wire either way. The CR Sydney fan in me has to tip the Rabbitohs. Um, but as I mentioned, I think that the the amount of disrespect shown to them this week, I guess you could call it disrespect anyway from my point of view, by the media um, has been disappointing because I think that CFs have overachieved this year and I think they're going to give the Panthers a real good crack. And that's not taking anything away from the Panthers. They're absolute champions. Um, and, you know, they've been just amazing all year long. But I think that CF Sydney at the end of the day, find a, a way um, to get to the grand final. And, you know, Mitchell, whoever it's Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Cam Murray, in the, die-hard, in the dying moments of the game, I expect one of them to provide the match winner. And, you know, if you're looking for Panthers to provide the match winner, obviously it's going to be Nathan Cleary and how clutch he's been all season. But I'm going to go to the Rabbitohs by one point as a South Sydney fan. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to keep praying until kickoff, and hopefully the Rabbitohs get the job done on Saturday night. All right, guys, so those are my tips for the preliminary final um, matches this weekend. The Parramatta Eels by 14 points, the Rabbitohs by one point, which would set up a potential grand final between a team that hasn't won a premiership in 36 years versus a team that's won a premiership one time in the last 50. So um, there's a lot of feel-good stories in the NRL at the moment. If either one of these two teams can make the grand final, if both make the grand final, it's, um, there's going to be some emotional scenes next Sunday, and there will be either way. I hope that 
the grand finals are sell out, and I hope you guys enjoy your football this weekend. No real best bets um, this week, but obviously, if you can see who I've tipped, you can see I've gone both the upsets. The Eels currently paying two fifteen, the Rabbitohs three twenty five. I think they're both good VAUs. Even if you don't think South Sydney can win, I think that uh, them with the start is is good odds because I think it's going to go down to the wire. I truly believe that. And uh, for the Parramatta Eels, $2.15, I think it's an absolute steal. I think they will be winning. I think they will be going to their first grand final since 2009. Anyway, guys, enjoy your rugby league this weekend. Can't wait for the uh, grand final preview show. Um, hopefully, it's dropping Wednesday, maybe Thursday next week, but I'll keep you updated throughout the week. Enjoy your rugby league. Go the Swans as well in the AFL, and I'll see you guys next time on Steve's NRL Footy Tips for the grand final edition. Go the Rabbitohs.